morning, everybody. Welcome to Encountering God Ministries. I'm Tom. I'm Salvatore and Sarah. Nice to see you today. Um, just want to remind you to just go ahead and go to the website, which is uh, uh, EncounteringGodMinistries.org. And um, I'm dropping things, but I guess that's okay. Um, yeah, you go to EncounteringGodMinistries.org. And then you uh, you go from there, and then uh, you can check check out all the things that we got going on. Um, you know, some folks have been asking, "What do we do to get you to speak?" Uh, obviously, with with uh, the shutdown of many places around the country, uh, there is that. Um, you know, we're just waiting. But uh, if you if you would, there's a place on my website to to ask if you can or to to apply to be able to have me speak at your place. Also, I just want to remind you that I have a 50-day devotional called uh, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God, uh, that I wrote back in 2018. It was published in 2018. Uh, it took me 16 months to go through this eight-chapter book and, um, and uh, just meditating in it and going from there. But, you know, if you want to get the book, Go to uh, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Send me an email and I'll tell you how to get it. Or you can go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and get the book there. I have another book that's coming out later. Uh, it was supposed to come out in April, uh, but we're waiting for the finances to be able to do that. And, um, and so what we're doing is uh, we're just waiting for the uh, ability to be able to publish that book uh, it's called um, it's called Breakdown to Breakthrough. It's my journey into soul health that I experienced through 2018, 2019, and God had how He healed me of my brokenness. Really, uh, so <clears throat> I want to encourage you to do that again. Uh, if you want to donate into that, I have PayPal, Venmo, and also the Cash App. You can donate into that. I need about three grand to do it, <clears throat> and uh, and we're working all the details out even as we speak. Praise God. Well, welcome today. It's, it's just, I'm just really excited about what God's doing at this moment in, uh, in our lives. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of feedback regarding, uh, regarding the, um, uh, the messages we've been bringing out. It's a little intimate. Song of Songs is always intimate. But you have to understand that Song of Songs is written for people uh, to, to understand what it means to be a bride, but also what it means to have a husband as heavenly as Jesus is. Um, and, and so that's what we're going after, uh, today. Uh, last night we had a ministry time. We had a worship and ministry. God called some things out. Check it out. It's on the Facebook live, uh, that we have going there. Okay. Enough introduction. Um, yeah, just, just want to pray that God will bless you. So anyway, let's go back into Song of Songs in the second chapter, starting with verse 13. He says, Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. Fragrance of their flowers whispers. There is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up on high in that secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. 
You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? And then he says, we will do it together. If you go to uh, verse 16, I know my lover, she says this, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear. Turn around to my lover and ascend to the holy mountains of separations without me until the full, until the new day fully dawns. Run on ahead like a graceful gazelle and skip like a young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountains of spices. I will come away another time. A very sad statement there, but um, we'll get into it in just a minute. Um, so here he is. Uh, the, 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 the king is talking here. We talked about discerning this new day of your destiny. You're about ready to step into this new day of your destiny. You're stepping into this new day of your destiny. Isn't God amazing? When he, when he doesn't want you to stay where you are, but he wants you to move forward, it's a new day of your destiny. Amen? And, um, and so you have to walk in this thing. But then he's talking about here, um, the budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. Uh, the fragrance of their flowers whispers there is change in the air. When, when you know, and I talked about yesterday, uh, and the last couple of days actually, I talked about how this, um, how a floral meadow, meadow acts when there's a spring rain and, and, and the flowers blossom out and the colors are vibrant, but the fragrance is so thick and so deep the fragrance is so awesomely amazing that you just you you are you are so how do you say it you you are you are so overwhelmed by the fragrance much like that alabaster jar that that was involved in that um when when that woman broke that alabaster jar uh she the fragrance filled the room and so much so that you couldn't be neutral about it you either had to love it condemn her or hate it and 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 god's saying to us today Love it. Love this fragrance that God is bringing out. Amen? And then he says this, um, Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. He's calling us to come away with him. He's calling us to be a part of him. He's calling us to be one with him. He's calling us to come away. And then the sad statement she says later, but let's go on. He says, for you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. Okay. I want to talk about that for a second. Jesus is called the rock. Uh, you know, he, he is the rock on which we stand. That him says on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. God, Jesus is this rock. And he's this rock. And he says that he's the split open rock. It's a reference to his wounding. It's a reference to his crucifixion here. Hidden in these verses of love comes this scene of the, of the ultimate love sacrifice. It's a love sacrifice that God has for you. It's all about the love. And he embraces you. And he holds you tight. And he never lets you go. But that rock was split open for, for just that moment. 
and he split it open for you and for me. When Moses asked God to, uh, to show him his glory, he put him in the cleft of the rock. And he put his hand over the rock and, and he showed him his back. And as he spoke, he said this. Uh, as he was speaking, he said this. He says, God, the Lord God, gracious and full of mercy. Gracious and full of mercy. You know, you got to think of God as gracious and full of mercy. Can God destroy the earth in a moment? Of course he can. With just a thought. He can destroy the earth. But understand this. He doesn't want to. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. He's full of love. And he wants to embrace you. He's inviting you to come in. He's inviting you to hold him tight. Because he wants to hold you tight. And he says to her, It is I who took you and hid you up on high in the secret stairway of the sky. He hid her. He hides you up on high. He hides you up on high in the secret stairway. It's not the stairway to heaven, but it's the stairway. And I, I always think of that reference of, um, of Jacob. When he was, uh, when Jacob was, was doing his, um, uh, had his head up against the rock and he was sleeping and he had that vision of this ladder where the angels were going up and coming back down, that secret stairway hidden in the arch, the entryway of the secret stairway. He says, let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. Literally translated, it says that your voice is delicious. <laughs> your voice is delicious. He just loves to hear it. Let me see your radiant face. Look him right in the eyes. Look at him. Look at him. Look him in the eyes and, 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 and see the love that he has for you. See the love that is pouring out to you in this moment. Let, it, let, let him see your radiant face. And he says, how beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayers. All the references are together. The radiant face that this, you know, and, 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 and if you, um, if you can imagine with me a blind person, how a blind person sees, uh, sees people is really simple. What he does is he touches the face so he can get to know you. I don't know if you remember that song from the nineties, but, um, I want to know you. I want to, I want to hear your voice. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. That's how, that's how blind people see. They touch. Oh, this is you. That's how they know it's you. How beautiful your eyes of worship. When you worship the Lord, he is undone. It's like he's, he's, he falls in love all over again as you worship him. And worship is a lifestyle. It's not necessarily a song, but it's a lifestyle. As you worship him, as you give him glory in everything that you do. How lovely your voice in prayer. You know, a lot, of, a lot of us use prayer as a time of complaining, as a time of, you know, God, where are you? And those are okay at times. But Jesus says, be with thanksgiving. He says, let, let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. 
and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Let your voice rise up in prayer. And, and it's the same kind of prayer that Jesus had. Okay, don't think of prayer as a, as a list. Think of prayer as, uh, and, and what he's talking about here is, a, is that solitude that you have with Jesus. Maybe you and your spouse just being in, 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 as one before him, not necessarily saying anything as much as what you are doing is you, you are being something. It's amazing to watch. Whoa. And then we get to this verse, and I know, I know it's getting late, you know, we've been on for about 12 minutes now, but I want to say this. He says, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, the compromises, um, that are, the compromises, compromises that are hidden deep in our hearts. He says, let's catch those things. Let's capture them and get rid of them. They're distractions. And, 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 and what they do is they go and they raid your budding vineyard, he says. The budding, the budding vineyard of love to ruin what he's planted within us. I can go different places here, but I'm not going to. But just understand that these little foxes, your compromises, those things uh, that, that easily beset you. In Hebrews 12.1, those things that easily beset you are the little foxes. Go and get them. Catch them. Remember when Samson catch, caught those hundred foxes and tied fire to their tails to destroy the Philistine vineyard, or not their vineyard, but their grains. He tied them together. You got to catch the foxes, man. You got to go after them and you got to catch them and you got to stop them in their tracks. Because all they're going to do, all these distractions are going to do is just ruin your relationship with him. When the hard times come, when the storms come, you're, you're going to find out that your house is built on sand and not on a rock. And then he says to her, will you catch them and remove them for me? It's not God who hinders your relationship. It's you. You got to catch those compromises and you got to you got to take them and you got to get rid of them. And then in case you miss it, he says to her. We will do it together. You're not going to be able to destroy those distractions on your own. Self-control, works of the flesh are not going to get rid of these foxes. You have to go after them yourself. You have to, you, you have to go after him. And the closer you get to him, and the more of the presence of Jesus that you feel and that you are walking in, all of a sudden will destroy those distractions because compromises will not be able to make it anymore. Not in his presence. And then she says in one version, it says, I am my beloved's and he is mine. She says this, I know my lover is mine and I have everything in him. I know my lover is mine. I know it. That word know is an intimate relationship. I know my lover is mine, and I have everything in him. For we delight ourselves in each other. That, that, that phrase is that he, he browses among, he browses among the, the, the lilies. 
It's not phrase that says he browses among, it's the same thing, but he says to, that we delight ourselves. He browses among the lilies. He delights himself in you. And you delight yourself in him. Is Jesus everything? Do you have everything in Jesus? You know, your relationships, your needs. Is he filling that need or is something else filling that need? Is he the only one that you run to? When I get, when I get fearful or when I get, uh, when I get uh, misunderstood or, or if I just feel lonely, I feel like God just says, you know, come on, we're going to be able to make this. We're going to be able to do this together. I have everything I need in him. I have my beloved's and he is mine. I have everything I need in him. In him we live and move and have our being. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Now we get to a very sad portion of the scripture. She has all of this. She's even confessed that she has everything. But then she says this, But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend. She's walking in fear. She is walking in fear. Hang on. I don't know, sometimes... She is walking in fear. And we've got to get out of that fear. We've got to get out of that. And we've got to stay away from fear because fear is going to destroy you. You're welcome, Susan. Fear is going to destroy you. When you put your face and you put your picture and, and everything is focused, not on you have everything in him, but the fear, all that disappears. Because now fear is bigger. What is bigger? Is God bigger or is fear bigger? That's what you have to look at. Is God bigger or is fear bigger? I've come to a place where, where I know if I get on an airplane, the person sitting next to me is going to make it to their destination. I don't fear death. That was my biggest thing when I was a kid. I feared death. But God, and I finally came into God. Yeah, I finally came into him. And I said, you know, I have everything in you. But she says to him, until the day springs to life. In other words, until we're married. Okay. Um, this is what she says. And the shifting shadows of fear disappear. Turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me. What a sad statement. She asks him to leave. A lot of times, and I, I don't know if I want to get into it today or maybe tomorrow but, uh, or, or Monday, but I just kind of feel like, we, I'll get into it right now. Um, I just kind of feel like we have to understand that God is doing something in our lives and he's calling us to, um, to, to, to better. He's calling us to be better. He's calling us to go, um, yeah, he didn't give us that spirit of fear, but he says that perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. God's taking you to a new place. But he says here that basically, I don't know, like, like 
and I, and I see a lot of it around, you know, people are afraid to get into relationships because they're afraid of what they don't know. And that's what she's doing. Instead of running to the lover of their soul, the, you know, and I understand being careful. I, I understand being careful. But I also understand that when God's calling you to deep intimacy, and that's one of the things we're afraid of is that intimacy. That word means into me you see. When he's calling you deep, don't turn him away. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, you know in your heart, I just don't want to be hurt again. I know. But the closer you are to Jesus, the more, the, the more any relationship you will start to feel and, and know. You'll start to know. Yeah. You just got to get closer to him. Get closer to Jesus. If you put your trust in your boyfriend, if you put your trust in your girlfriend, ain't going to work. If you put your trust in your spouse, ain't going to work. You got to put your trust in Jesus. He's the author. He's the perfecter of your faith. So she kicks him away. She says, listen, why don't you go to this, uh, these places of uh, separation without me? And then she honor, you know, she, she kind of like um, throws little rose petals at him by, <laughs> by saying, until the new day fully dawns, run ahead like a gazelle and, you know, run ahead very delicately, run ahead of me. And, and then she says, I will come away another time. I will come away another time. Don't push him away. He's calling you deeper. Oh, I'll come away another time. You know, and, 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 and I believe that that just has to do with lifestyle. You know, there's more to it than that. But understand this, you know, I mean, Jesus said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is there. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. And there were times, and I know people, and even myself back in the day, you know, I wanted to leave Jesus on the front porch while I went in and sinned. Jesus, stay out here. I'll pick you up after. You know? <laughs> this light, I think it's telling me it's time to finish. <laughs> um, don't push him away, man. He's calling you. No man can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him. That's what the word says. You know, seek the Lord while he is approachable. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that makes him approachable. And then you have the hound of heaven coming at you, the Holy Spirit coming at you, and he's not going to let you go. He's not going to go on without you. We're going to find out later what happens. But you push him away, it's going to lead to misery. Don't put your spouse, don't put your love in front of anybody else. Don't put your, I shouldn't say in front of anybody else. Don't put that your, your spouse in front of Jesus, your true lover, the lover of your soul. Don't do it. Don't send him away. Don't send him away. He loves you. He cares about you. 
I think I'm supposed to finish because the light keeps going out. <laughs> I got the button here. I'll just keep pressing it until I'm finished. Don't send them away. Don't come another time. Come now. What is your need? Come now. Yes, yeah, Susan, he's calling us to a life of thriving, not a life of striving. Maybe I need to fix stuff here, and I'll just go. And if that turns out, it turns out. Wow. Okay. Bam. There we go. We'll let it go. So understand this, that, that God is all merciful. God is all powerful. God is calling us and he doesn't want us to run away from him. He wants us to run to him. Like never before, he wants us to run to him. You can push away somebody, but never push away the Lord. Whatever distractions are coming between you and him, push that away and run with him to the higher places. Okay, we're going to end there. I'm having trouble with the lighting right now. But, um, but we're going to end there and just know that God loves you, man. And he's taking you into deeper realms of his love and his glory. Watch him. Ask him, where are you right now? We'll get into more of this the next time. But I wanted to just let you know that there's nothing that will separate you from his love except you. You can push him away. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. But he's going to pursue you. He's the only one who's good, only one who will pursue you. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Okay, so I want to remind you, uh, EncounteringGodMinistries.org is our website. If you want to get the book, go to Amazon.com barnesandnoble.com or shoot me an email at tomandsarahministries at gmail.com and, uh, and then we'll send that thing out to you. So anyway, uh, just, just enjoy your day. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I don't know, you know, what time I'll be doing a live tomorrow, but I will get one. And um, yeah, and just, you know, Susan, just dispel it. So Father, if we're struggling right now with, with being confident in you, instead of the confident in man. I just pray a blessing upon each one. And God, that you will show them exceedingly abundantly how much you love them. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. You have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time.